plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is our party time, especially this week, because our guest is Heather Brittany, and she's always full of energy and excitement and has lots of good things to say, so it will be a fun time. Our show today is going to be talking about airplane etiquette. Are you a frequent flyer? Do you have any idea what the etiquette is for traveling? So Heather Brittany will be joining us in segment two, and she'll be shedding on some light on what's right and what's not when you're jetting across the state or across the world. And I have a lot to comment on that because I seem to always be on planes as much as I don't like flying. I'm always try- I seem to be traveling a lot. So there's really some things that we need to learn to do in order to be more courteous and to have a more pleasant flight. The miracle moment for today is, of course, brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. We are going to be participating in Earth Day, and please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for the events. We also have an A's versus Angels game coming up where you can get discount tickets and, of course, the Moraga Fair, and thank you to uh, Michael Verbrugge for being our sponsor. This is perfect uh, miracle moment for today's show. It's from astronaut Edgar Mitchell. People asked us, do you read history? No, he said, we are too busy making it. I think that could apply to all of life. If we, Yes, we definitely need to be reading history, but we should also be making our own lives and making our own memories and making our own history. Well, it is spring, and in many parts of the country, it is still raining or snowing or cold. Uh, California has had a mixture of all of that, downpours this past week combined with sunshine. Yet, outside, the flowers are blooming, the trees are on furling, and there is definitely lots to do in the garden. And nothing is so beautiful as spring when weeds and wheels shoot long and lovely and lush. And that was uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins who said that. Now, You know, weeds, it's said, are just a flower that's blooming where we don't want it to bloom. But this time of the year is the time where we have to get out on our hands and knees and start pulling those weeds. If you have dandelions and weeds, you might even want to make a pile to feed the birds. I know that in our area, we have a lot of quail. And every day I go out on a dandelion quest, I pick them, I put them in a pan, and the quail come, and they eat the dandelion, the flowers, as well as the leaves. And I don't know if you'll have that kind of success of of, uh, getting quail to your yard. These are California quail, and they're quite lovely. But I found it to be uh, very fun. Well, when I was cleaning out my parents' ranch home, as I told you I've been doing for the last couple of months, I found a book that was published in 1918. It belonged to my grandfather, 
And the title was The Herbalist by Joseph E. Mayer, who was born in 1878 and died in 1950. Now, the showcase of the cover was a line drawing of an apothecary's garden. And in the first page, it warned in big, bold letters, special attention, the botanical materials, medications, and recipes of this book are not intended to replace the services of physicians. And I thought it was quite interesting because it went on to talk about all the different plants, weeds, herbs, etc., that were edible and uh, what were poisonous, you know, I mean, and so the different aspects, both medicinal and uh, culinary. And being the major gardener and herbalist that I am, I was really thrilled to discover this little tiny tome that was filled with information that I couldn't believe is still pertinent today, a hundred years after publication, to those of us who love to grow our own food. And after reading about the anatomy of plants, the epitome of botany, and the medicinal uses of plants, I excitedly went into the garden to find weeds to feed. Then, of course, it's time to throw the seeds to beautify what will become a late spring landscape. Now, we've had a lot of rain and hail that we experienced last month. And as I said here at the top of the hour, weeds are ubiquitous. So before you do any seeding, weeding is essential. And if you like to be adventurous while consuming a nutritional boost, just separate those dandelions from other discarded weeds. And you can also read about other edible uh, weeds like that you th- I think that you would enjoy, um, like burdock and... There are all, uh, even thistles, there are many different kinds of lettuces that were all at one time considered weeds. Now, dandelions originated in Greece, and they have been enjoyed as greens in salads or sautés for centuries. They provide calcium, vitamin K, vitamin A, E, riboflavin, and iron. The dried root is actually a very beneficial home remedy as a diuretic. Plus, dandelions inhibit inflammation. Now, of course, you don't want to eat them if you've applied chemicals to your lawns or your gardens. Don't do that. But consider adding this food to your menu because you will just get a really a great boost. I go on a dandelion walk every day, as I said, to feed my quail. But the ones that I don't find in my lawn that I find in other parts of the uh, garden seem to grow much bigger and longer. And are um, they kind of look like bunches of lettuce with flowers on them. And those are the ones that I bring in and I wash and I eat. Now, after you have thoroughly weeded your garden, now it's time to seed with the beautiful flowers and delicious vegetables that you will want to consume in the summer and fall. Choose quality seeds. You have to plant seeds in the correct light situations. Refer to the seed packets for information when find out when the most auspicious planting window is and where the plants will thrive. That will depend on where you are in the country and what your weather conditions are, what your sunlight and shade is, and what, of course, your soil is like. Make sure you prepare the soil by properly weeding and composting or buying uh, other good soil. Now, once you weed, you can also add weeds to the compost pile as long as you get your compost pile really hot so that it burns the seeds because what you don't want to have happen is you don't want to add these weed seeds back to your garden and then next year you'll get more weeds. Now for many of you, especially if you are in the north 
uh, or the northeast of the country, you may want to be planting indoors for at the moment and may not, you know, or even in California, if you're up in the Sierras, you can't plant outside yet because there's snow on the ground. So choose a south or west facing window to provide some adequate light and warmth. You'll need natural light. It's always best for helping seeds to sprout, but you can always purchase grow lamps. Fluorescent tubes work when placed two to four inches above the ceilings, but you have to leave those on for about 18 hours a day. If you have a porch and it is protected, again, be mindful of those cold, frosty evenings and you may have to provide some heat. Porches are also a great place. Seed uh, germination can be speeded up with a heat mat that you place under trays or containers. But remember to remove the heat mat once the seeds have sprouted. Otherwise, you'll actually kill the roots. Now, what kind of containers can you use for planting seeds? Basically, a container is anything that is at least two to three inches deep and has a drainage hole. You could use a milk carton, cell packs, recycled plastic, clay pots, even old coffee mugs can be repurposed as long as you add some gravel for drainage to the bottom. You can get creative and just recycle anything that you might have around the house. You know, I have I've planted in old boots and actually they look terrific when you plant like that. If you have tires, you can fill the tires with soil and you can plant in tires. And actually the rubber keeps the soil warm and things will sprout quite quickly soil has to be kept moist but not soggy so when a plant has two sets of leaves it is time to feed them with a half strength fertilizer and then get them to a sunny locations outdoors and transplant them then you want to sow directly into the ground as soon as you possibly can but I have experimented with seeding as early as March and then as late as uh, you know, May. But my experience has really instructed me to spread seeds when the soil is warm in late April. And thinning is still going to be necessary, but I find that late April seems to be the best time to throw seeds. And then again, you follow the instructions on the seed packets for best results. And also keep in mind that no matter where you buy your seeds, you're never going to get 100% germination. So you always want to sow an amount of seeds that is several times the amount you wish for in order to get the best results. Now for tiny little seeds like arugula or any of the lettuce greens, and I mean these are teeny tiny, they look like pinheads, what I do is I carefully scatter, I pour them into my hand, and then I, I scatter them Uh, very carefully attempting not to have them clumped in one area. But maybe I'll do like a three by three, three foot by three foot area. Now, all plants need room to spread. So that's why you're going to have to thin. For plants growing in cells or trays, you can usually transplant them in May uh, into the ground. And then they tend to do better than those that were planted in early spring. And when you're planting, plant in odd numbers, like three, five, seven, nine, or more. It provides a very cohesive and a rich texture and a very nice look. Uh, the other thing is, is when you are thinning, remember that you can eat the, the, um, 
the the seedlings, you know, the tops. That's no no problem. So growing a beautiful garden from seeds is easy and it's inexpensive. And you may have to provide netting to keep the hungry birds away because um, roaming rabbits and ravenous deer may be eating it. Now, spring is a time to weed seed feed, both metaphorically and literally. And I love experimenting in my garden and hope that 100 years from now, my books, and especially my book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, will be as relevant to readers as the herbalist is to me 100 years since it was written. And by the way, you can get copies of Growing with the Goddess Gardener by going to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. And you can, and there's like a click on thing then. So you'll be able to, to buy the books um, at that time. So CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. Now here are some seeds to start indoors or in a greenhouse. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, eggplant, peppers, tomatoes, and perennial flowers. Now these are seeds you can grow in containers or if you just want to be, you know, kind of risky, you could grow them or sow them directly in the ground. And I don't, I tend not to grow in containers, just FYI, I really do just sow directly in the ground and I figure whatever grows, grows and whatever doesn't grow, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I plant a new garden. So try these, arugula, basil, beans, beets, carrots, cilantro, corn, cucumbers, greens of all kinds and all kinds of lettuces, herbs, kale, melons, nasturtiums. Parsley, parsnips, peas, penstemon, radishes, spinach, Swiss chard, squash, sunflowers, and zinnias. And here's a few tips for um, growing now that it's April. And these are just things that you can do in your garden. First of all, control snails with organic treatments. There's a lot of snails out there, especially with all the rain. You can hand pick them. You can put out bowls of beer. You can add copper tape to ornamentals. You can throw eggshells in affected areas, or you can scatter sluggo, which is an organic eliminator. Don't water at night because that's when they feed. And just know that snails multiply and flourish in wet and damp. Now, in dry weather, what they do is they retract into their shells and they seal off their opening with mucus. Now, you might think that they're dead, but they're not. They can be dormant for four or more years and then pop open again when it gets wet. So just be aware of that. Rake your lawns to remove debris, aerate if necessary. And this is the time to fertilizer. It's the best time to fertilize. And again, if you are trying to replace or reseed a lawn, you want to do it while this weather is still wet and the soil is kind of a medium warm. Now, don't eat mushrooms that you see growing in your yard unless you are absolutely certain they are edible. You can consult a mycologist as many mushrooms are toxic and potentially fatal if ingested. And you know, just remember one thing, you might think you know mushrooms and you could have an entire bowl of perfectly great mushrooms but it only takes one to kill you so that you don't want to be you be very careful with mushrooms 
Wildlife Earth Day is coming up April 22nd, and there'll be several community organizations with earth-friendly endeavors. I will be autographing my new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, as well as talking about botanicals. So I hope to see you there. Go to bethestarur.org forward slash events to see what's happening. You can plant agastache, columbine, penstemon, salvia, and trumpet vine to attract hummingbirds. And when the threat of frost is finished, hibiscus, bougainvillea, and citrus can be planted. And again, don't forget to eat your dandelions because he who wants to eat a good supper should eat a a weed of every kind. And that is what the Italian proverbs say. So savor springtime. It is the bugle baby for beauty, fragrance, and new life. So happy growing, happy gardening. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, Growing with the Goddess Gardeners, at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash book. When we come back from break, we're going to take a flight and learn the etiquette of flying when Heather Brittany joins us. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called... Well, the party now begins because Heather Brittany is here with me. And whenever Heather's around, everything is much more fun. Well, both of us <laughs> travel a lot. Hello, Heather Brittany. Hello. Star style. Be the star you are. You are a shooting star. Well, I know that you have just recently returned from flying to Hawaii. And both you and I are on planes quite often, and it was a perfect time to talk about airplane etiquette as uh, summer will be approaching and more people will be taking to the air. And I'm always just astounded when I'm at an airport and I think, oh, you know, this is such an off day. And then you get there and it is 
you know, bumper to bumper people. It's just like a, a collision of oh human bodies. There's so many people flying these days. And I'm, I'm finding that, um, that courtesy isn't always the standard. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So well, no, one hundred percent. And that you know, and that is something we all have to kind of take a a big thought and think of. Like we all are trying to get somewhere. No, you know, it's that everyone is. I'm I'm trying to make this plan. I'm sure everyone there is trying to yes, make right. their flight. I would be um, at the and and you know, there's something of being. I feel so fortunate in life that I've got to travel and see so many places. And um, you know, they, a lot of times they say it isn't the destination, but how you get there. But uh, as many Americans know, American Airlines, not American Airlines, the brand, just the um, United States flying apparatuses, um, our industry has really taken a dive. If you've ever uh, been blessed to take an international flight, even if you are um, terminology considered coach, you know, just reg- regular class, um, oftentimes on these international flights, you're still given a meal, free wine, um, at least even though if your, your seat might be small, but you're... Oftentimes, there's still a movie included. Versed, uh, you come to American traveling and American Airlines, and it's so different. It's that you're nickels and dimes and every little thing, and um, you know, a lot of times. Yeah, it's horrible. Canceled. I hate. I, I take a foreign airline as much as possible. Oh my goodness! And it just, and it just surprises you too. I think you know, that's another thing going into it. Um, as we know, a lot if um, if we don't have the money to or all the bonus miles to have a first class or um, you know business class ticket, being in standard coach, a lot of times they've really taken away all those little perks. So people kind of go in already that uh, you know they're going to be cramming the seat. It's going to be a long flight. So first thing is kind of just clear your mind, go in it with a positive attitude. And as you know, that smiles are contagious, that being friendly, being that people, it kind of sets that mood already of that good, you know, fake it till you make it. Kind of go in of that, I'm going to get through this. Kind of have your plan of attack. So just starting with first of being aware of the boarding procedure. So a lot of times, you know, it, each airline is different with how they go. I know if um, when you fly southwest, it's if you um, sign in, you know, the day before your flight, that's how you can get your um, sort of A, B, or C, but that doesn't give you a seat exactly. Um, and other airlines, when you buy your ticket, you are buying seat B32, you know, Rex and 60, whatever it is. So be aware of what the boarding procedures are for that particular um, airline. And, and you know, I want to jump in there because I just got off of a Southwest flight. And it was so interesting these days because I, I said to my husband, they announced business select. And on Southwest, there is no business class, but you pay <laughs> extra if you want to have the right to check in within 36 hours ahead of everybody else so that you can get that A through whatever. Well, I checked in at exactly the time that my flight was leaving, exactly the time, and I was a B-51, <laughs> which meant, wow. you know, which meant that, were, that there were, were, what, 151 people ahead of me. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, so, it's so crazy that was crazy and I, well and that kind of shows you also with something of that of course with all things in life that money talks for a little bit more money you know there's always the upgrades in life that you know you go anywhere for 
a few extra bucks, you can have the bigger room, the better view, the more comfortable seat. Um, and a lot of times, for us, we think we rather, you know, we want to spend that on the adventure of the trip, not just getting there. It shouldn't. We shouldn't have to be nickel and dimed so much with it. Um, but just getting back to the boarding procedures is a good thing too. Is arriving early instead of crowding the boarding area, stand back, wait until your boarding time is called. Um, and good strategies of getting on the plane early is finding out which rows um, board first. Sometimes uh, planes recently um, when we flew. We were not uh, first class by any means, um, and one we were towards the back, and they actually boarded us first. Um, in a smart way, is kind of boarding people there at the end of, end of the plane first, so that way you're not hitting people and knocking by and pushing. Which brings me to another thing: is if you do have a carry-on, um, especially a backpack or a larger bag, um, when boarding on the plane, make sure you put your backpack on the front of you, sort of like one of those baby papoose things in the front. Um, or if your shoulder bag, hold it in front of you. That way, when you're passing That's by people. That's a great people, idea. You're not slamming in or hitting someone. Because a lot of times you, you don't know it because you're physically, it's not part of you. It's just sort of hit someone. And that kind of, you know, I don't know if you've ever had, you're not elbow bumps or something. And even though it's completely accidental, you, you already, you know, people just remember. Everyone's a little on edge here. So kind of, you know, soften, make it the best possible flight you can for yourself. And then once you get to your seat, if you do have um, a bag, is finding the proper space fit. If thinking that, yes, your bag is just as important as anyone else's, but is yours the proper space? So if you have... Um, a bag with uh, wheels on it. Put the, put in place uh, your smaller bags underneath your seat. You know, in your little purses. Um, and if you're wearing uh, a winter coat or a jacket, wait until other people have put their stuff in and then stuff. Because a jacket, it will stuff in everywhere. But if you put that in first, it kind of creates an area where then someone could try to might want to put in their stuff and they wouldn't be able to, or they're going to feel obligated of oh, there's a, a jacket there. So use that. Well, and on the other end, I. Saw- I saw, like yesterday on the plane, I saw people uh, shoving these huge, big bags up, you know, on top where people had already put their hats and their their coats and nobody tried to take them down. And in other words, when they went to get off the plane, the people who had hats and coats, their stuff was all smashed and wrinkled and, you know, had scuff marks. Exactly. And then there was a little bit of a controversy of dang it who did this <laughs> yeah so and, you know, and on the flip side of it and i'm not playing devil I, just as i said before is of course yeah you're gonna when they when it comes up you're, because there are going to be those people that are going to think i don't care i'm just going to put whoever put their stuff here well i'm just going to put my stuff on top that it's sort of that doggy dog situation so when you get off the plane you have to realize that you kind of wear that jerk that just made your hat take up, you know, your, your baseball hat or your pretty little hat there. Um, if you are worried that it might get damaged, maybe that's something you want to keep on your person or keep uh, tucked underneath your seat because then it's your own liability, your own responsibility. Um, also, when coming to your seat, I, a lot of times no one wants, it's a rare thing that anyone wants to be the dreaded um, middle seat. Uh, oftentimes, you know, when uh, I know in Southwest that uh, you don't pick your seats, but as you do, as you we mentioned before, you try to check in as early as possible so you can get at least the A is sort of the first choice, B's and the C's. Um, but if you happen to come along where you end up kind of, you know, we're searching the seats, 
seems like everyone's always looking down. No one wants to make eye contact. That's sort of like, no, no, don't pick me, don't pick me, you know, hoping that I'll have this thing to myself. Um, so with going with that, whenever I find my seat, the first thing is I said, smiles are contagious. Even if you don't want to talk with the person, I get, I've had plane rides where I just want to get in, I want to go to sleep, or I want to work on paperwork, or I don't want to have any kind of conversation. That's totally fine. But just acknowledge people. Just, you know, hi, hello, um, how's it going? And, you, you know, something in the beginning, if you want to save right from the beginning, kind of showing up sometimes with earphones in and just acknowledging or even telling someone, hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to be working on something. That way, there isn't that. You don't have to say to them, look, I'm really sorry. I need to focus. I've kind of you let them know in the beginning. I will say, however, I have had some flights unexpectedly, just as with life and travel is, it's uh, these unexpected moments. I have met some of the most fascinating people on planes. And, um, you know, the I, things you learn. I agree with you. It's so fascinating. It is amazing. Uh, you know, you just can be open sometimes. But interestingly, uh, one of my, the best people I ever met, his name was Dan. I call him the first class man. Uh, one of the first times I was flying first class, and I sat down, and this guy sat next to me, and it turned out I was on my book tour for Be the Star You Are, and I was on my way to a speaking engagement in New York, and turned out his mom had been an author, and we struck up a conversation that was so fascinating, and he ended up becoming a very important person to Be the Star You Are, and we're still after what is it now, 18 years, we're still really good friends. Uh, you know Dan as well, Heather. Um, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and, and we're, we still we, uh, we call each other the first class only because that's how it. we met, you know, was yes. in first class. You and never, you it was, never know it was a really interesting your thing. Your best friend, your new business partner, or maybe a, an insider, tr- a tip, trading tip in the stock trade. I mean, there's, there's the possibilities are, are endless. Actually, you know, speaking kind of on a side note that made me think, I remember many moons ago, I think it was when I was, it wasn't even going to San Diego State. I think it was when we first just went down to look at colleges. And I remember we were on a flight and for some reason we talked about this guy and the the guy, I don't know if he was in pharmaceuticals or if he was in um, investments, but he his little chip, he said, and the next year you start investing in pharmaceuticals. That's going to be, and sure enough, that became like that. Oh, became, man, I remember that exactly. guy that chip, and that that was the thing that kind of took off. Like holy. Well, God. and you know what? I want to. I'm going to give a shout out, a, a really positive shout out to Southwest right now because of a flight, the, my flight uh, just this a couple days ago, um, on my way down to Southern California, this was so incredible. The flight was 100% booked, and uh, we got in there, and a lady sat down next to us. She got the aisle seat, and we were in the middle and and the window, and um, it turns out that it was her daughter's 13th birthday, so the flight attendant was told, it was a male flight attendant, that it was her 13th birthday. So he gets on, as soon as the flight took off, he got on the loudspeaker and he said, announced that they had a girl on board who was celebrating her 13th birthday. And he asked her to come up to the front of the plane. And then he had everybody sing happy birthday to her. Aww. And it was so much fun. And she was just absolutely an adorable, um, adorable little girl. Well, then the next thing, he got on the on the intercom and he said, 
you know, why don't we show her a little bit of love? I'm going to go around the plane and uh, collect birthday dollars for her. Well, do you know how generous this flight was? Awesome. Yeah, this flight was so generous, and he was. His name was Tom, and he was. He was just so terrific. He collected over three hundred dollars. Oh for, my god! Wow, that's something you really need to share. That's fantastic. Yes, and I really was excited to be talking about etiquette because here were I don't know how many people were on the flight, but here were a complete plane full of people who did not know this little girl, and we all sang happy birthday to her. She became like the mascot of the plane. Then when it was time to pass out the peanuts and the pretzels, they went and got her and her girlfriend uh, because this was a surprise trip that the mom had given them uh, to go to a concert, some concert down in, not at Disneyland, but near Disneyland or something. Anyway, so she, they were so cute. They passed out the pretzels and the, um, the what do you call it, the peanuts. So can you imagine how much fun and what a memorable birthday this oh, was? And it was all because, oh, yeah. it's because of a fantastic flight attendant who took it upon himself to say, hey, everybody, let's sing happy birthday to oh, a... My gosh. You need to contact Southwest to share. That is yes. so, or, you know, on their, on their Facebook or something. That is... So awesome. And, you know, and that actually, I'll kind of jump back with thing about seats and the thing, of, of etiquette towards flight attendants. So just, I think flight attendants, unfortunately, um, they know, you know, they have to deal, I mean, you imagine how you feel and the things. Flight attendants, I feel like, are the messengers. They get the brunt of all this. That, yes, you know, it's course. sort of that they're just work for the airlines. They don't set the prices. They don't set the the restrictions or the weight limits on your bags or the cost of food and beverages um, or the but fact that there's a lot of leg room. So be kind. These people, and, and you know, and it's sort of But that you know what? Is, they can make or break your experience. Exactly. You know, that's, exactly. it's really interesting. Exactly. If you get, when you get a flight attendant like this guy, it was absolutely phenomenal, right? It was just phenomenal. Yeah. And everybody, the whole plane was having a good time. So when you talk about etiquette, all of a sudden, all this pushing and shoving and trying to get the best seat, everybody was like, the whole conversation was about how fabulous and other people were piping up and saying, hey, it's going to be my birthday in two months. I think I better be flight. And, you know, uh, everybody yeah. was really excited to be on this flight and to have this shared experience. And this was completely uh, made possible by this one flight attendant who decided cool. to you know, to honor this little girl. And so it was very special. You know, it was very special. And when you think about it, too, of all these people now are leaving with, just as you're sharing this memory, and I'm the, oh, my God, that's amazing, that now there's also been this, uh, in part, just saying of it, not the destination, it's how you get there, of creating this memory, this experience, is a positive one, that then thus forward, you know, it, it kind of creates, again, it, this, exactly, this exactly, and I'm hoping, and then, of course, you know, the mom that was sitting next to us, who was just darling, uh, was really sweet, and, and the daughter, we all started talking, because we were in the same row with the birthday girl, so we got to celebrate Ooh. that, so then, they, yeah, we were right, we were with the, we were in the same row, so it was kind of even more special for us, right, because we were yeah. there, but, you know, then you, they're saying, 
uh, we're talking and I was reading my California magazine and all of a sudden I'm getting ready to, you know, I finished the magazine, I'm getting ready to give it to somebody and I turn to the page about alumni and there was a little blurb about Cynthia Bryan publishing her seventh book no in Growing with way. And I went, oh my God, I'm in this magazine. And I, but I didn't really, you know, uh, your dad looked at me, he goes, oh yeah, right. And I go, look. And then of course the rest of the row started looking and the mom was like, oh my gosh, I've got to buy your book. So when she contacts me, I'll have to let her know that we talked about her on the radio, but what a fabulous 13th birthday um, this little girl had. So how, how wonderful and a shout out to Southwest for, allowing their flight attendants to make it so special. I thought that was really incredible. So, so back to uh, back I to love, the etiquette. I love though. that. I love that. So then again, so back then just as it looks like you guys had nothing but chivalry and wonderful experiences on that time with everyone's allotted seat and being in the middle. Um, just sort of the etiquette of where, where it all stands with um, these seats. So something I want to say, if, um, again, when you're walking on about being friendly and, and introduce yourself and either, you know, if it isn't that you have to jump in conversation or letting people know, of, hey, I'm, I'm just going to be heading to sleep or whatever. Um, if you do plan to sleep, try your best. I know window seats are a hot one to get, but try your best to reserve that. That's sort of that perfect um, spot. If you're planning to sleep, that way you don't have to worry about falling asleep on someone or falling asleep on, you know, into the aisle or anything like that. Um, also, be kind about the armrest. It's sort of this uh, without going saying thing, this unwritten law about the person being in the middle, that they kind of get to steal both of those sides, the, you know, both of the armrests because they're in the middle, crammed between two people, and otherwise they would have nothing. So they need something on either on, on one side, so they're going to get both. So be kind of the person in the middle. And then one thing, when listening to music, playing video games, watching movies, always wear earbuds and wear them, you know, low so that people can't hear. So one, you don't want to be disturbing anyone else. Also, make sure what you're watching, not to say that anyone be watching anything dirty or not, but if it's something with violence or maybe, I don't know, whatever it may be, be aware of your surroundings. If there's children next to you or, you know, whatever it may be, realize that... And Heather, before you go on... To, um, to your next thing, talking about yeah. earbuds, I have a huge bugaboo, and this happened both going and coming on this flight uh, this week, and that is people on cell phones. I don't know what it is, and I have to say it's usually men, and I don't mean to rat on that, but it's usually, you know, older guys, like who, it seems like they have to brag about what they're doing in the finance world or, you know, with their company. But we got on the shuttle from the car to the plane and there was a guy on the shuttle and there's only four people on the shuttle, right? And everybody has things to do. Well, he isn't talking in an earbud. He's just talking speakerphone, loud as could be about his job. And he did three phone calls in the midst of going from the car to the airport and he had this huge, loud voice where nobody could do anything else. And we, you know, everybody, the four people yeah. that were in there, we're all looking at each other going, who the heck does he think he is? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was so irritating. It was incredibly irritating. And then in the airport on the way back, 
just sitting at the airport, you know, it, this again was a complete full flight, 100% full flight. And the same thing, it was a different person this time, but the exact same thing. This guy was making all these business calls and they were all financial calls that were making him sound like he was just Mr. You know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and it was nauseating because it was as if he was just trying to brag. But the problem was, is that nobody else could really use their phone because all you could hear was him talking. Yeah. So when we talk about having some etiquette, you ladies and gentlemen, please, you know, either limit your, either go to a quiet corner and make your call or put in those earbuds, but you don't have to put it on speaker and talk as loud as possible. Uh, there are other people that would like to do their work or say goodbye to their loved ones or say hello or whatever it is that you want to do, or just wait till you get to your destination. I mean, it was really <laughs> irritating. So and, that's you know, my buck boot. And in, I, in regards I, as well to cell phone use on the planes, and that's now, you know, I remember before where it used to, they would make it sound like the plane was going to crash or something if you, had your pl- if you had your phone on. Now, you know, now they offer Wi-Fi in the air. Um, but one thing I will say about cell phones on the plane is, and getting back to with etiquette towards um, your flight attendants, is they're not there, you know, just to be to basically be your glorified um, server, you know, waitress in the sky. They're actually there for your safety, and they're the only ones that they're truly trained in these things. They go through several months and you know, year. They have all this training to go with it. And please give that less than a minute or a minute or so attention when they ask you and when they tell you to please for that one, you know, just what we take off, to put away your cell phones, to acknowledge them when they're giving the safety, um, you know, information. A lot of times in planes now, they just play a video that shows it because people, you know, and they've become these, like, you know, things that you really want to watch because people don't pay that attention to it. And, again, it's something when something bad is happening and you're friending, give that one little second of just paying attention. And also that sets the tone, too, because imagine you know, when you are getting in front of people and talking and no one is acknowledging you because everyone is too busy on their phones. doing what, And these people, again, are trying to tell you something that even if you fly every single day and you've heard it a million times a day, um, it's just that one thing of giving common courtesy of when someone has asked for your attention, asked for the simplest thing. But just remember, this is a, spare, a shared space. And in a sense, you've come into these people's home and they're kind of telling you, just as for us, it's when I say no shoes in the house. And when people ask, well, but why? And it's just my, oh, these things. And they just say, because it's my house. <laughs> that's, the, that's the microphone drop. Right, so exactly. Just, um, you know, just acknowledge, just take that one thing just to acknowledge them. And, and two, it's an amazing thing when they see that you acknowledge them. I will tell you, I received such wonderful service, and because it served, they see, oh, this this person is listening to me, it hears me, and it's that little thing. Sometimes we all just want to be heard. Um, so again, as Anne, when talking about it being a shared space, uh, we all want to fly comfy, and we all. But when you get to your spot, don't let this become like your bag just exploded everywhere, and you're putting things in this, and your lotions and that. And lotions, potions, and sprays. Let me tell you about that. So before I fly, that's a big I one. Like yeah, let's shower. talk about I that like one. To smell 
fresh before I get onto the plane. Um, but please refrain from heavy perfumes. Um, I'm just think you are in a small, basically a little a little capsule in the sky, a little can in the sky. And I don't know if you've ever been on a flight where it, all of a sudden you know you're in the taxi thing and you're stuck on the tarmac for an hour. And they don't, the air conditioning doesn't go in the heat. They won't let you go to the bathroom. And before you know, you just all the bodily aromas of people and things. And it can get nauseating. I mean, to the point of truly, you know, like, oof, you just do not feel it. And there's also that kind of nausea when you smell different people's perfumes. Now, you may love your perfume. Your lover may love your perfume, but maybe not everyone loves your perfume. And I know there's certain smells I, oh, God, I just absolutely love. And there's some I, oof, I get a headache as soon as I smell. So be aware. Think about if there is um, a very fragrant perfume or lotion that you really enjoy, wait till you get to your destination to put it on. And everyone knows after our flight, it's always good to have a little freshen up. I like to keep a little deodorant in my bag with me because while I'm on the plane, I, I feel like I get kind of that stink to me. Um, and also, too, as we know, as I talked before about those nickel and diming, unless you um, are on a flight that, or if you are in a business or first class that is offering food, nowadays, you know, it's best to kind of bring your own snacks um, because flights either don't offer it or what they do offer is very subpar and very expensive. But be aware of what you're bringing onto the plane, especially with the odors and aromas. You may you mean like, don't bring a tuna or sandwich, tuna right? Or fish or. You know, certain things or, you know, even, you know, curries or, you know, certain things that you may have that uh, amazing palate and taste for flavor, but everyone else might not um, appreciate those aromas. So, you know, again, just be, be kind, be aware of the, you know, the things that potentially might upset you. Just And think of that, too, just as when sometimes the best they say is when you're buying a gift, think of what you'd get for yourself or someone. Um, think of the things that might upset you or think of the things um, that might make you happy. Um, I know I have friends uh, who have infants now, and all of us, I know we've been on the plane and there's a baby crying and you feel or you see someone with a kid and you're thinking, oh, please don't sit next to me. I mean, this is, right. oh my goodness. But you have to have that empathy of thinking this is a child. This is, you know, of really the and then thinking of how parent too, of their, you know, it is someone they really can't, they're unable to say, you know, sh- you know, keep quiet. Cause that, so have that empathy of, you know, whether you have had children yourself, you know, just try to think back to that. Or just remember, we were all those little children one day. Um, and I actually have a friend that she's gone on flights. Well, now her, now her child is four. But when she first started flying with her son, she um, made, would make these little goodie bags, basically, for the other passengers that were from her son, um, from the infant. Oh, well, that's said, very you know, like, and, and And it said, like, you know, little things like, hi, sorry, you know, sorry for the squeals, you know, like a cute little note, you know, love Reese, you know, this little, and, and it would be, you know, some fruit snacks and, um, you know, uh, just little snacks in it, some candies, maybe like a little coloring thing, just something that instantly her way of saying, like, I have no idea what's going to happen with my child, he could be awesome, or this could be the flight from hell, um, but sort of that thing of just, you know, that, that already that's, thing. I haven't ever heard of that, Heather, but that's really a clever idea, because you're right, uh, you know, with kids, their, ear blo- their ears, they, they, they get the terrible earaches when they fly, yeah. because their ears aren't developed yet, and so it can be really horrible to sit next yeah. to a screaming child. 
Yeah, so, and then you know, and, and, and or a poopy one. You know, if a diaper exact, a diaper needs exact, changing, there's just no room to 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 do a diaper. There's no room. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, there's there's all those things that you know. Again, um, we just have to that to share that that comp. Just remember that sort of that we're all in this together. That you know, uh, I want to get back to personal hygiene for a second because what you said about not having fragrances and or smelly things and just going on the plane clean and smelling good, how important that is. And wow, I had a real personal experience with that on a plane one time where um, two people got on the plane, they were from a different country, and I don't think I have ever smelled anything so terrible in my whole life. It was, I don't know what the problem, you know, what it was, but literally as they started walking on the plane, people started gagging. (laughs) That's how bad it was. And the flight attendant had to get on the intercom and ask if any two people together would give up their seats because these people got on at the end and nobody wanted to sit next to them. <laughs> it, that's how bad they smelled. And it was just one of those horrible, horrible, horrible things that you were like, oh, my gosh. So it makes it's really important that your clothes are clean and your body is clean. And, yeah, uh, and again, just that, that simple thing of just the fresh just Simple, simple hygiene with that. And also something, too, um, is flying with pets of, um, I gosh, I'm so fascinated with seeing one thing. I wish I could travel with little adults. But having um, integrity about if your dog or cat or snake or whatever it may be um, is not truly a, um, a dog or animal that needs to be registered um, as a service animal. Don't don't uh, poison the well. And the thing is that there are people out there who truly need this. And now there's become more and more fraudulency with that. I totally understand. I think every animal is a um, therapy animal. I think every animal, whatever it may be, for someone that is a pet, um, truly provides that love and affection. On a total side tangent, I just want to say I watched the brand new Benji movie, the dog Benji movie on Netflix. I didn't oh, get five cute? minutes into the movie. And I basically love or cried my entire way through this movie. Anytime they do a shot of showing just the dog's eyes, I can't, just thinking of a dog's eyes, my, I start to cry right now. But I was just, I, well, only five minutes into the movie and I was already in hysterics and like, don't, don't stay hungry. So that's just another thing I want to say, talking about amazing dogs. But there are people out there who truly need these services. Um, so please, if, um, I understand if it's, if it's just an additional cost thing or what it may be, um, but don't, um, again, don't don't neglect this. Don't uh, poison the well. Is the best thing I like to say. And you know, and, again, uh, uh, speaking of etiquette and dogs or or animals of any kind, really be careful when you are taking your animal. And perhaps you need to think twice or three times before taking your animal. Uh, make sure you really, really do have to take it. There have been many, many incidences of animals. Uh, dying in flight and even ones that were in the cabin. So I think that is a big, big concern. There was one recently where the woman put her dog up in, you know, in the bin and the dog died. And uh, anyway, so I think it's really, it's a very, it's, it's a touchy subject, but you also have to keep, uh, keep aware that 
some people could be allergic to your animal. So that's a definite to me. It's definitely an, an etiquette kind of thing. So what other what other etiquette things um, do you do you have? Do you what makes you crazy? What do you feel most people are doing? Is there anything well, like know, that? So, so again, you know, with being with blind, I think anyone really you know, kind of the takeaway is it's not difficult to be a great passenger and. Now, the kind of thing in life is, you know, be, getting back to dogs, is be the person your dog thinks you are, you know, because, like, you know, when you get home, you and your dog think you're pretty amazing. I'm just, like, you are stinky, you are gross, and you're dying. like, God, you must have just been saving lives and doing everything. You know, you just feel so great with that, that love. And if, I will say when we got home at 1 a.m. from our flight recently, so time warped and uh, and our dolls just went crazy and dog tears. It just was like the best way of like, oh, God, this is great. So the thing is, go on with a smile. Go on knowing that, you know, there's going to be issues, mishaps. Don't take it out on the, the people that are trying to do their jobs. I feel like of someone who's worked in various spots in service industries, of, of it really, kindness will only help you further at the airport. Whether, you know, it's someone with your bags, if, you know, they let, if they tell you that something's overweight or if there's a chart, you know, there's, it's amazing how instead of getting overly excited and angered at them of, you know, just as we've been kind of airing our grievances right now about God, all this thing, um, of sort of just, okay, well, what can I do, you know, or acknowledging them. I'm saying that just the sense of acknowledging someone and that little bit of kindness it's something always I feel like you don't just disembark on a good flight. You disembark on a and good karma. Your way, you kind of set that that trend. It's, I was probably just as you said just at the beginning of being on this Southwest flight. You saw this this action that this um, flight attendant did not have to make this big hoopla for this girl's birthday, but he did, and he kept kind of continuing. It. And everyone, you know, and it didn't rub anyone the wrong way. And in fact, it, it got people more like, wow, and people were motivated, people were forward, excited. You know, that, again, I, you know, a smile is, is is contagious, and just as um, sort of well, I think with- that kind of wraps it up. And I just want to add one last thing is that if you are, are flying on an airline like Southwest where they allow two free checked bags, even if you have a roller bag, check the bag because it really it's, it's so so many of those bags cannot make it onto the plane anyway. And you end up having to check it. But just as you were saying, Heather, as you go down the don't go down the aisle you're getting bumped and it seems like bags seem to be the biggest bugaboo with people these oh, days I but in any case wherever you fly this year or any time be courteous be kind smile and remember some of these etiquette tips that heather had uh, offered us and especially just smell clean <laughs> And I'll leave it at that. Well, thank you so much for listening to Heather and I and for being here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am here with you every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And Heather drops by at least once a month uh, to offer some of her expertise and, and some of her experiences, which we love. For more information about Be the Star You Are, visit bethestarur.org. Don't forget our angels versus A's game coming up June 15th. And you can only buy tickets through uh, uh, May. 
So go to be the star you are.org forward slash events for information about me, CynthiaBryan.com. Pick up a copy of my newest book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. Uh, it's really terrific, and I would love for you to buy it. It'll come with a bunch of goodies. And remember that you are the greatest, you are the best, and all you have to do is just to be you because this is not a test. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, Remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. And we thank you, and we encourage you. Be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference, and be here next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Be the star you are. The star you been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.